y'all. I'm Amuk. I'm Madam Hexa. And Caitlin Case. And this is Trouble Comes in Three. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome and let's get naughty. <laughs> We're back. We are. We it got is a doozy today. I think. Quarantine week. Too many to count. <laughs> I think we've hit a month. I don't know. <sighs> I do. There's a pandemic at the time of this recording. In case it's a different future. Right. It's finally gone. <laughs> okay. uh, but speaking of quarantine and health and awareness, yes. what's our topic, Amok? So tonight's topic is sexual health and sexual health discussions. Yes. Now, I know we were all talking earlier this is definitely not going to be a one-and-done kind of podcast nope. topic. No. Um, there's just way too much when it comes to sexual health and sexual health discussions and things like that to cover in an hour-ish long podcast. Right, yeah. So we all kind of picked our own areas of sexual health right. mm-hmm. uh, that we were kind of passionate about and right. got some statistics and some information and we talked about you know, so that's what we're going to be talking about is um, I'm doing kind of focus on oral sex and STD risk, STI risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be covering sexual education in public schools. Which is horrendous. In the yes, U- in, 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 in the U.S. US. Yes, in the U.S. In the U.S., I might interject that. Uh, And I focused on WSW, which is women that have sex with other women. So kind of like a how-to guide manual user for your vagina, if you are a vagina owner, and some of the disturbing statistics I found while digging through kind of women's sexual health research or lack thereof. Yeah. (laughs) So um, in the show notes for this, we will have... uh, our resources, yes. mm-hmm. some Thanks. of the sites that we've used to get the information. The data and yes. things like that. So mm-hmm. if you're curious or you want to know more, because there's a lot of them are study-based and very dense. Very dense. So this is a fact-based mm-hmm. yes. discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we talk schools first? Ooh, education. Oh, no, I'm first. Education. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'll pull mine up in case we need to feel better later. Right. <laughs> As our thing. Um, oh God, where to even start? So the sex ed in public schools is not something that's even, uh, offered in all states. Um, currently sexual education is only mandated in 25 out of the 50 states. So half of America. So half of America. mandated. Um, and then even in the ones that it is mandated for, some of them have some, what I believe to be completely absurd, uh, woeful, woeful is a good word. Yes. Woeful, um, regulations in place for it. Um, so to start off with some fun numbers, um, only 12 out of 50 states are required to present medically accurate information. What? During sex ed. Of the 25, only 12 are required to give so medically accurate. Like a quarter just about <laughs> of the states in America require sexual education in schools to be medically accurate. Yeah. I'm sorry, did they tell you like the stork brings the baby? Like was it? You know, so you know, for us there wasn't a lot of talk. So 
Um, I had, you went to a public school I went in the to US. a public school in the U.S., specifically in Florida, um, which is not one of the mandated states. It um, They can put of it into it place isn't. by uh, county requirement, but not a statewide requirement. And um, yeah, so it's severely lacking. I could only find three counties in Florida that had specifically written guidelines for curriculum. And the guidelines consisted of one paragraph saying, if you're going to talk about it, talk about abstinence. Make that like your heavy hitting point, and then it doesn't have to be medically accurate. Look, here's the thing. I'm I'm okay teaching abstinence as an option. Mm-hmm. You can tell people you don't have to have sex, mm-hmm. and if you want to truly avoid some of the consequences that can come from sexual activity, complete and utter abstinence might be for yes. you. But it cannot be the only option taught. No, it's madness. If you're going to do it, prepare them. Yeah, and so speaking of abstinence, it's only um really included Mm -hmm. as an option where it's just information given it's that it is an option not the only option in 12 out of 50 states however 25 out of the 50 states if abstinence is mentioned or if they give um sex ed it has to be stressed that abstinence is the only option so you're depriving what 25 states half half of america yes of proper education yeah to the point that um, in Utah, actually, by law, teachers cannot respond to any questions that come up during sex ed unless they can give an answer of abstinence. They're not allowed to give any other it's advice. It's a religious state, is it? But, but I understand, well, I guess the understanding Wait. is that religion and politics the aren't... Church and state yeah. separation so, thing. I know it's really lip thing. service here, but get with the program, America. <laughs> get with the program. Um... And then of that, only 19 out of 50 states include contraception choices in their sexual education should they offer it. That's better than I thought, but still. Yeah. <laughs> That's less than half. Yeah. Less than half. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't remember learning about any form of contraceptives. Um, I knew like, I knew birth control was a thing, but right. I knew because my mom took it. Okay, um, sure, yeah. But as far as being taught in classes, I don't really remember it being taught um, in biology. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, STDs, but not how they happen. Just look at these pictures of these horrifying diseases. Don't have sex. Which definitely doesn't help with the stigma as no. well. No. Um, we'll me, get to that um, shit. Yeah. Um, and for me, sexual education was very heteronormative. There oh, wasn't yeah. a lot of talk about LGBTQ. There was no talk. Looking at your numbers here, well, there was no yeah. talk. So um, only nine states out of 50 will include positives on uh, alternative, alternative sexual orientations. And they're actually... It's not fi- mandated. I see your face. It's not, it's mandated. not mandated. But will include positive. There are five states who make it a point to include negative. It's required that... Homosexuality referred yes. to. Uh, so uh, in Arizona and Oklahoma, uh, if they choose to teach about HIV and HIV prevention, they may not, quote unquote, promote or portray positive homosexuality if they are to teach HIV education. Basically, gay men are the devil and the reason for HIV. That's is, that is, is yep. essential. That's the position of Oklahoma and Arizona. Yes. This, and, is, this is 2020. Right. These yes, are these, these are, are 2017 these are, statistics. Right. I know. I am. I'm making furious hand gestures. We were no going words. over these notes before the show, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but the fuck. Yes. She's like, no. These are. I'm like, how recent? She's like, like three years. I'm like, three. 
Yeah. Um, And so I know at our school, we actually had three actively transitioning individuals Mm. who were sent out during it because they were not allowed to be included in the sexual education conversation because it wasn't something we were going over. So it couldn't be pertinent to them. They've still got the parts. They still need to know. They know what parts they've got. They need to know what, how to protect themselves. Well, I mean, we weren't learning how to protect ourselves anyways. So why give them the advantage? So, um, in one of the documents put together promoting um, LGBTQ inclusive sex ed uh, by Planned Parenthood with the backing of the CDC and right. several other big ordina- organizations, uh, their statistics came out to only 19% um, of states offer materials that can be considered inclusive to LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and research shows that they, without it, they are more likely to have sex earlier they're mm. more likely to have sex under the influence. Yeah. Um, they're more likely to experience dating violence. And they're less likely to use protection, which creates um, the chances of being more likely to contract STIs. Yeah. Because you ill-prepared them. And, you know, if you're not mentioned at all, like if it doesn't apply to you, yep. I can see where also you're feeling a bit like something's wrong with yeah. you. And that can lead to other problems long term yeah. as well. Well, so... For me personally, mm-hmm. I feel like if my sexual education was more inclusive and a little bit more in-depth, I would be a lot further along than I am in my journey on finding myself. So right. I didn't realize asexuality was a thing until literally two years ago. Right. Um, Definitely not talked about. Not having sex wasn't considered an option unless it was you chose not to have sex because abstinence is the only way. Or you were prude. Or you're that a prude. Was the, that was the thing. Um, prude or you're... And so that caused a lot of prude confusion or a bitch, for that me. Was it, like. <laughs> but on the flip side, we learned that penis in vagina sex was bad. It was going to give you those STDs. Think the Mean Girls class where it's like, if you have sex, you will get chlamydia and you will die. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but for me... That's not true, y'all. It's not true. true. No. Uh, but for me, I found myself sexually involved with um, other female identifying people before I was with male identifying right. people. So but what's the risk? Because you never I didn't know the risk. I didn't know that dental dams were an option. I had so much unprotected girl on girl, girl on girl because, well, it's not a like it's I what a, condoms were, but it's not a boy. So why would we need a condom? I don't need that. See, and that's the danger. Oh yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, and I also found that. myself pressured into a lot of things my first sexual encounters with male identifying people penis owners were non-consensual and as of 2019 only nine states who have sexual education mandated remember 25 states have it mandated only nine states require that consent be covered during sexual education the state of florida is not one of those states i'm sorry so only nine states are saying you should not rape your partner. Yes. That's what that's that's what that's saying. Yeah. The rest of them. Nine states mentioned that you shouldn't. Mentioned yeah. that not, you shouldn't. Not that you, sh- like, this is for sure. But or like, this is how to go about establishing boundaries and what counts as a violation of consent. If someone kisses you without consent, or you don't want them to kiss you and they kiss you, they violated your consent. Those aren't things we're taught. No. If, in fact, um, just a little fun fact from Muddy. my first instance looking back where consent was violated uh it was a fun elementary school game to do okay let's play fire truck what's fire truck i'm going to run my hand up your leg and when you want me to stop say red (laughs) 
<laughs> and when you say red, they go, fire trucks don't stop at red lights. <gasps> what? That is absurd. Fourth grade. Fourth grade oh through gosh. middle school, through high school. That is an active, like, recess time game that people play. Where are the teachers? Where? Who's watching this? So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Infuriating, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I think I just broke uh, Madam Hex's I'm brain. I'm flabbergasted. I can't even wrap my brain around this. Like, I can't. What? Yes. So, my... In prison right now. Oh, my God. We're punching people over left and right. My sex ed, like, history is older than yours. Because mine right. was... Yes. Mine started in the early 90s. Right. Um, Need another drink. My God. <laughs> my first experiences with, like, sexual health and things like that, from an education perspective, mm-hmm. were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that more like was for, for puberty and things like that? Or was it straight on sexual Yeah, education? nope. It was predominantly, like, puberty stuff. Yeah. Body's going through changes. You're going from, uh, like, elementary to middle school. Right, right, right. So, right. you know, there's going to be more interaction between students oh, in areas God. that aren't going to have yeah. supervision yes. and things like that. Right. Because, um, again, this was the 90s, long before anything terrible happened. And yes. Children basically run amok everywhere. But it was legitimately like cartoon. It was a 1970s educational, legitimately 1970s educational film that only focused on how puberty worked. Okay. And girls and guys were not allowed to be in the room. Oh, you were separated. Yeah. Okay. So girls. Was that so you wouldn't be embarrassed, I guess? No, because your only, only girls learned about girls and boys learned about, about boys. boys. Ours was quite similar. There was a little bit of coverage, but oh, you didn't get into, like, the details of how it all went. Went like, together. Went together. Uh, yeah. Is no. it not considered important for no. them to know, like, no. for the opposite, for different genders to know how other genders transition? No. It was not group. believed to okay. be. Um, and Which even then, it was, a lot of students got pulled out because it, it had a, like, parental release form. I, I have it. statistics on that. <laughs> Okay. So, um, as of 2018, 69% of high schools um, and middle schools and elementary school uh, notify parents that it's going to happen. Of that 69%, 87% of the schools allow parents to keep their children out of it. That would not be allowed in Germany. That would not be allowed. By the time I got to, like, high school, I think maybe eighth grade, which is last year of middle, Mm -hmm. first year of high school, I did have a more sexual health discussion but it was mm-hmm. very much like i think i got shown the penis or the uh, banana and the condom and the condom like uh-huh. once mm-hmm. okay. not like practice it or anything like that like once in banana. an auditorium <laughs> how would i well, was it, use my yes. binoculars to see this yes uh i had to like bend to get around people because i'm very small, short yeah, yeah um so it was a little bit better but mm-hmm. even then it was still very much the only way to protect yourself is to be abstinent. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to do this. You're dirty if you are. Yes. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, obviously, you can't speak for all of America. Yes. But as a general consensus, do you believe or think that parents take an active role in the U.S. in educating their children on sexual no. wellness? No. Not, not no. at all. Okay. It's a very taboo thing. I've actually seen a lot of parents ridiculed if they try to have the talk with their children. Oh, like they're some kind of sicko or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
In Germany, you're quite you're actually quite expected to have that conversation before they do it in school, so, so that they can be prepared and they can come up with questions to ask yeah. that they might not want to ask. Because you. already then it's conditioned that it's normal to talk about. In Germany, sexual education and development in identity is all very considered a natural process mm-hmm. by the federal government, and so there's this general lack of taboo I guess mm-hmm. in having those discussions it just yes. boggles my mind hearing a list like from first person from you guys I'm like Ooh. I'm in an interesting situation because I do have a niece right. who is 15 but right. she is that she's in that prime yes. state for our one oh, yeah. yeah. okay. uh, she is adopted by my grandmother right which so her great-grandmother her great-grandmother mm-hmm. adopted her uh so you can guess the age range there and then staggering yes uh, I believe grandma's 80 this year Oof. just about good. Um, she's raising a teenager good for her yeah so she's raising she's been raising her since she was a, ba- her, a baby so she's had her whole life but she's you know right 80 and my niece is 15 15 yes. um and then my mom who is in her she's almost 60 not okay. quite but Late almost 50s, 60s yeah. yeah um both of them it has been a very long time since, since they had babies Teenagers. They had babies. Well, except for Grandma, because Grandma did the baby, raise right, the right, baby. Right, yeah. But, like... The teenage bit, though. It's, yeah. They haven't had to have, like, the, the talk mm-hmm. in a very long time. Right. Yeah. And, like, it's, you know, my grandmother's age, they didn't have any... Definitely didn't talk about that. They no. didn't talk about it at all. Um, Is your granny quite progressive in that, or is she just very old so she doesn't make it anymore? Uh, luckily... Grandma is very progressive. Okay, gotcha. Yay. Mostly in that mom uses me as the sex ed dictionary. That's, That's fair. And like calls me and goes, I don't know how to handle this situation. How do I approach but this situation? But isn't that brilliant? Is that yes, but she's using her resources. Yeah, yeah. That and I mean, your mom, it sounds like your mom was somewhat involved with your as well. At least when it came to more like the reproductive health. She did. Like when it came to, she got me my, my like, my first period. But. Instructional video. Which had, like, a cartoon video in it. And, like, I think, I swear it was, like, Topax tampon (laughs) sponsor. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. But it was, like, a little, like, Kickstarter thing. And she was very, she was very much, like, I'm doing my best. Go ahead and, yeah, doing her best, trying to raise me. Um, But as many, many children are, it's super awkward to talk to your mom about your period. Ew, mom, Right. I don't have questions. And then when you go to... I so have questions. (laughs) But then you go to school and the school tells you, like, you're not allowed to have questions about this thing. Like, I don't want my mom thinking I'm a total freak. I mean, I am. Probably not for that reason. Not not for that reason. I I didn't know I could embrace that at that age. What about you, Caitlin? Since you, obviously, what you were getting in your public school days Mm -hmm. was not sufficient. How was your, if I may ask... Did you um, get any? Did you so get the talk? Did my you get any fir- kind of education so my at home first, on it? Uh, like what would be considered sexual health education, mm-hmm. which um, for us was in fourth grade. It was actually given by my mom because my mom was my fourth grade teacher. Oh well, that's fun. Um, but oh, again, no. it was just like okay, like there like, might come a mouth. there might come a day where you might randomly start bleeding in your pants. That is terrifying way um, to put that, but yeah. Don't, feel, don't freak out. Just excuse yourself to the bathroom. You if, I t- if I tell you to wait, just say, just say, Miss Blank, it's an emergency, and I'll know. Um, we weren't given anything on what, uh, what the penis get owners the were getting. Or, like, once you get there, so was there a game plan there was a, that? There was a talk about different options. Um, pads were the only option given. Um well, okay, I get it, and, like, I get it, like... Yeah, because you're young, but it was, like... A that's not that you should kind of, like, 
talk to an adult you trust about and figure yeah. out if it's right for and you. So it is, they talked it's about, scary the first time. Yeah. I remember my first so, tampon. It was traumatic. Oh, I didn't use a tampon until almost college. I used it pretty early on because I played sports a lot. Yeah. But it was, I did but too. It, I just suffered because oh, my, mom wore wouldn't, diaper, my mom wouldn't let me. Oh, that's terrible. My mom personally never wore them. She liked the free bleed kind of yeah. feel. She'd wear like liners and things like that, but she didn't like the whole idea of it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted them so because I wanted to try. All yeah. the other girls were using them, right. so having to have to do oils as well. But it was like traumatic the first time. But that well, shit. So like, even, but even with that, going to like the health aspect of yeah. it, like even in middle school, I remember eighth grade because in sixth grade you get another talk, and that's okay. more leaning into the boys are going to start having feelings, and you need to tell them no. Oh, I need to cater to them, do I? Yes. Oh, um, that's me. Got, sexuality was it. Even for my, like, when I went through it, Would it you, was absolutely Your responsibility as a woman boys, are boys going to start having urges these and feelings that they just can't control. Do I not? you have to. I, oh. No, women didn't. Oh, I have to shepherd horny, them. Horny was not something women could be. No. There was no talk about masturbation, if masturbation was okay. No. Um, there was no talk about anything like that. Or safety when masturbating. Like, don't stick a random, don't like, put, hairbrush up your hair. Yes, don't. Or a vegetable. Or yeah, a vegetable. Oh, yeah, you oh can my tell God. yourself. Oh, so... Horror story. Um, oh, I got, did you put a vegetable? You I didn't get put a vegetable. I tried to put a fruit in it. It ended horribly. What fruit did you put? I fruit? tried to use a banana, but it was too ripe. <laughs> <laughs> fetish came from to be honest this is where it I started during it oh um, my god like, i used like travel shampoo bottle and then just threw it away like but i didn't you know like before my, cause my mother actually bought me my first vibrator at like 16 or something like that because she was like because my mother was always like look there's gonna be people when you start fooling around there's gonna be people that make you feel so good and you're gonna think oh no i have to maybe do, do something, something i it. might regret because i don't want to lose this feeling mm. well, here's this device so you can learn that you can do all those fabulous, sexy, ton of fine feelings You're yourself. Sweet. And then you can make a better decision on whether or not, oh, do I really want to engage with this mm-hmm. other person? Or did it just feel nice and I could just finish at home? Yes. Yeah, no, my mom did not buy me my no, first vibrator. No, I, I mean, I had it. My mother's also a shrink specializing in like sexual yeah. relationships and intimacy and things like that. So and I, not all German parents are like that. Most of them are very, are very progressive compared, obviously, to the United yes. States from what I'm hearing. But her one step above i never had like the talk it was like yeah. a constant conversation i knew well in advance that one day like my uterus yeah. was gonna go <laughs> in my pants and it was yeah. terrifying i did not know still scary I, that when it happened i oh, bled yeah. for four days before i came to my mom i did not have did you think anything. you were like dying i thought i, was, I thought it was dying it happened at school what did you do with your laundry i literally i um buried, buried it you buried it oh my god you actually i thought you meant like in the hamper you mean I found out that i was quote unquote sleeping with uh, my girlfriend at the time and gal ironically it was ninth grade and we were studying biology yeah well, you were just uh, so we were studying biology yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it was then it was like a point of contingency for her like my girlfriend wrote me a note once and she was like why is that on the front of your folder what happens if one of my teachers had seen that like 
Come uh, on, going to get detention. Right? And so, like, like things like that. So, like, she, she tried in a sense, but she definitely tried more of the scare tactic route, but she's been a public school teacher all of her life. Was she more Was she more worked up about it because it was a girl? Or you think she would have been worse if it was a boy? Because, I mean, she can't get you pregnant. That's I, usually what parents I are I don't know, about. but she wasn't very... At the time, she wasn't very open to the mm-hmm. idea of... Um, like, she wasn't opposed to it, because my best friend growing up from the time I was three had two moms. Okay. And so she was obviously okay enough with it to let me spend a majority of a my childhood time. at their okay. house. Well, that's fair, I guess. Um, But sh- it was the, like, well, it couldn't happen to me. That's what it was like. It was like some disaster. Yeah. Look, you're going to live, so, I promise. Right. And so, like, it wasn't there. She's trying to do better with my little sister. Because I think she realized that she made some mistakes with me. Right. That weren't necessarily the right reaction. You were her first child. I was her first. Like, uh, and she had me on young age. So her thing nobody is... Nobody gets she, it right the first time. Well, the thing is, with me, there was also kind of that uh, point of contingency of... I got pregnant at 18 because I didn't know any better. So if I can just scare you away from having sex. She's always been under the pressure I was so having sex before age. Coming from a good place but maybe going about it wrong. Yeah. Is that it, you feel? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because there was, there was a lot, like, when she when I started being interested in guys, mm-hmm. like, as far as, like, boyfriend-girlfriend type goes, it was a lot of, like, well, you're just a whore. You're going to get pregnant. Oof. Uh, sixth grade, isn't it? Sixth grade, I walked downstairs in a skirt, and she's like, oh, you're going to work the street corner? Uh, like, and so, like, it was I? a lot of, she was trying to make me see sexual shame expression. You. Shame you into yeah. submission. No. And so, um, not my key. It doesn't work, just so we're clear. That usually no. makes the opposite much more favorable. Like, people are always like, I'm going to do it twice now. So, to tie it back into my research, because yes, I feel yes. like I've been talking about personal stories for a while. But, but it's, um, it's relevant, because it you is. endured this. Right. Um, and I asked. So the teen pregnancy rate mm. in America. Um, last year, there were 174,000 um, babies born to female individuals between the age of 15 and 19. 15 and 19. Okay. For the entire year. So is that an increase or a decrease? It was, it was actually a decrease from the previous year, but it's and still you know an why? absurd amount. Affordable Care Act makes birth control free, free. and accessible. Yes. And uh, certain states like Colorado no longer requires parental consent to be put on birth control. So people are able now to prevent these unwanted pregnancies. Yes. And bravo, bravo. The, um, the states with the highest pregnancy rates are also the states that make it a point to stress abstinence, as well as none of the states listed as the highest pregnancy rate are required to be medically accurate. So basically, you have a high pregnancy rate if you have a really shitty sexual education system. Yes. Um, and so the leading Seems states right. in that are um, New Mexico, followed directly by Arkansas and Mississippi. Um, however, speaking of the medically accurate, Michigan, um, by law, they shall not be medically accurate when teaching sexual education. I'm trying to wrap my brain according to the um 2017 study i'm trying to wrap my brain around how you make this. they're required to they, not, not be accurate quote, be unquote clear. shall not be medically accurate does That's that mean terrifying. does that mean i don't get like a full diagram or does, or does really that sure. mean i'm told the stork brings my baby like i would michigan if you're listening please tell us what do you because we're curious what do you mean by it can't be medically accurate how else are you telling this story? Maybe talking about like but making it religious, rates, like transmission rates, how pregnancy actually occurs. Yeah, um, I know we're leaving all this out. So, well, honestly, do we talk, go over the parts? But talk about contraceptives could be considered medically accurate as well, and so you don't have so the we resources. Can't, we can't, to, are we talk, 
fuck you, Michigan. I'm just kidding. You guys um, that and ten, um, some states like Tennessee only require sexual education if the teen pregnancy rate is at a certain percentage. For Tennessee specifically, if it's above 19.5%, that is when they will start to have sexual education per county. What? So... 20%? Yeah. What is the... I would love to know the graduation... I mean, for the my, graduation, high school graduation rates, rates of fucking Tennessee. So... If they're allowing their pregnancy rates to get that high before telling people to put a yeah. fucking rain jacket on. So, in my four years of high school, I knew 20 individuals who had become pregnant, including myself. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Okay. So... Most of these statistics have related to public school systems yes. in these states. That's a program, America. Have either of you seen the 2015 uh, Daily Show with um, John Oliver about sexual education in U.S.? No, I, I have like not. I need to look it up now. Oh, my gosh. I should have sent it to you guys. We'll Damn put it. a link in the show notes. We will. Uh, so it is amazing. Is it going to make me mad? Because her shit was already Well, yes. Me it's going to make you mad. But, um, and John Oliver is not from the from America, so he's English, having yeah. the same kind of what the issue that you are having about this. Um, but one of the things that I found really interesting in that discussion, it talked about a lot of the same statistics mm-hmm. that Caitlin t- talked about, but mm-hmm. then it also talked about the actual material being produced. And so they mm-hmm. talked to one person who like was a speaker for it, and she was... Like, admitted that, no, this is craftsman only. Mm-hmm. This is what I teach, da-da-da. Nothing about other options or things like that. And then the other one was a video company that makes the videos that get sent out to schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have You two, criminals? They have, well, they have two different versions of the video. There is one that's medically accurate. Oh, and then the, another with the exact same characters, exact same feel, exact same it's actors. missing a bunch of shit. That's missing... All of that. Yeah. And basically, different states, different counties, different schools. For states like Michigan, where it cannot be. Right. Pick which one they want. And it's a complete... If you watch one, it is entirely against the other. One of the things they show in the video is um, teaching people about being clean. Mm, I hate that. Can I just say I hate that word when describing sexual health status? You are not... By any means, better than somebody else who does have an STI or an STD. It does not make you cleaner or a more pristine person. It makes you STI or STD free. One of the the methods to teach, uh, one uses a sock and one uses a piece of tape. Okay. The piece of tape was the one that made me want to like punch, punch someone oh, through right. the screen. Tell me about the tape. Basically... They talk about, it's about sexual promiscuity. Okay. Mm. And they take a piece of tape. Mm-hmm. And then they have the boys come up. Also very heteronormative. They have right. the boys all line up. And the instructor takes the piece of tape, like mm. a clear piece of packing tape, and then sticks it on the first guy's arm. That guy sits down. Second guy. Third guy. Fourth guy. And all the and oils are collecting. All of the oils and everything from being on everyone's skin is on it. Well, then she tries to stick it to something. And it's too dirty to stick. Oh, so basically what you're saying is my vagina is too dirty to stick because I fucked more than one man in my life. Right. Mind you, there was no discussion about the fact those five guys were just 
being representative of having sexual relations with someone. Right. It was entirely about women being vagina or vagina owners. Vagina, vagina owners, owners being, being overused. Overused. Basically. You're dirty. You're worthless. Who would? I think the who shoe would was, want you? Who would want to marry you? Yep. If you were like this. Yep. I'm gonna try not to throw the champagne yeah. bottle right now. Please don't. Just it's right. No. Right. Like no alcohol. Abuse. What? Um. And so. It's really, we have to move on. Really My head hurts. Hurts. I can't Well, so I was actually going to ask. So because <laughs> you scared. did grow up outside of the U.S., do you want to share like Germany's policy on sexual education in schools? I'll sum it up. You guys are shit. No. <laughs> well, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, but we have actual like accurate. standards from basically yeah, okay, what would be considered so, like their CDC. Basically, um, or? basically, it's a federal center of health education. Okay. So it's like specifically for educating the populace okay that means they have a leg in schools as well mm-hmm. um uh, I, so I have like their mission statements kind of stuff here we can find this a little bit so mm. so the jointly published framework between BZGA, which is the center for health education um and all the federal states have agreed whereas the u.s focuses more on shaming you to conform Germany focuses not only on sexual reproductive health, so that talks about puberty, mm-hmm. you know, how babies are made, the correct way, that yep. kind of thing, as well as um, personal identity with sexuality, mm-hmm. how that plays in. It's yeah. far more inclusive in its curriculum, and it's federally mandated. Yes. Have to teach it. Do you happen to know what the teen pregnancy rate in Germany is? I'm off the top of my head, but let me look at other BZGA website and find out. Okay. Because I would be curious to see. Let's find out. Because obviously we can see that Forcing abstinence does not directly lower the pregnancy rates as they are some of the highest pregnancy rate states. It doesn't. And, you know, I think there's a a little bit of a statement actually on that document about uh, sexual promiscuity. It says, so they have a lot of data in this document. They have like an outline that says, the analysis of the data demonstrates that good quality sexual education is not associated with early sexual debut but rather with higher levels of knowledge regarding physical aspects of sexuality, responsible contraceptive behavior, and the ability to communicate openly and productively with both partners and parents. It's like they cover consent or something. Okay, so it says birth, wrong statistics for live birth rates. When is this from? This is from uh, 2017. Okay. So we have between the ages of 15 and 19. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is deviated. So I think at the average... The highest would be mothers of 19, and that's 16%. 15 uh, is uh, 0.7%. Wow. 0.7, so quite small. Mm -hmm. And then 16 is uh, 2%. 17 years old is 4%. 18 years old is 8.5%. And then it jumps from 19 to 16%. I was looking at a study. That that was in 2016. 2017 is only... uh, 14.8%. 14.8%. Yeah. For a reference on the um, the percentage-wise, I was looking at a document earlier about uh, Minnesota, and it broke it down by county, and it covered um, what the offered sexual education was and the pregnancy rate per county, um, and the lowest county was 33%. 33%. As a county average. Oh. In Minnesota? What was it? Was it? Yeah, I believe Minnesota. That's a lot because there's not a lot of people in Minnesota. Um, but that, it's cold and there's nothing well, that to do. And I get so, you could drink. 
Wait, what was for 19-year-olds? You said it was 16%? 19, the highest was 16%. Tennessee's cap is 19.5 to start teaching education. They wouldn't even education yet. And that's just for 19-year-olds because remember, 15 was 0.7%. Yeah. The so, more you know is the punchline here. And the yes. more you know, the better you're protected. So, question. Yes. Uh, in your sex ed studies, uh-huh. was queer or non-PV, penis, vagina, uh, sex talked about preventative-wise? In my personal education or while I was looking through? Personally. Personal. Personally, no. Abstinence, um, that cures it all. Well, personally, no. No, because abstinence also only applied to penis and vagina. Oh. They didn't say anything about anything else. Oh, so she you can still, where I'm going. Um, and like, I can still suck dick. And so, <laughs> so, I can still eat pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I, but even looking, but even now doing my research, um, for this podcast so I could have actual numbers. I knew how bad it was, but I want to be able to give you guys some raw data. Um, it's bad. Even now I had to search for two hours just to find something that discussed the possible negative effects that even include anything about LGBTQ sexual education for The research schools. is lacking. The research is significantly lacking and Planned Parenthood, the CDC, and a few other organizations are really pushing for more. But the They're most recent funding. document is still 2017 for them. There hasn't really been any new motions put. But a good transition for our yeah. Yes. and her so, stack up here. Um, I remember when I did my sexual health stuff in the 90s, there was no talk about oral at all. It was just penis and vagina, period. That's all anyone does. <laughs> the only thing out there. Um, there was actually a... I think it was a South Park episode about ears being acceptable. Because <laughs> it's not your vagina. Oh, oh yeah. my god. I, I believe it is a South Park episode where they that was like a loophole. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. There's also an amazing song which I'll oh, link I in love the song. Oh you know it but about the loophole. Yes. About a-holes? Because anal anal doesn't count. Yeah. Because oh, God doesn't anal. see. Fuck me in the ass because you love Jesus. Oh, I think I have heard that actually. It is hilarious. We, we'll link it in the show notes. Yes. That'll be um, our outro. We'll just play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so oral oh, sex yeah, is something up. that's not talked about, but the vast majority of people <gasps> studied are doing. Yeah. Do you find here that people do oral before they do the real thing? Quote, quote? Yes. Yeah. I a did because my first experience with a woman was while I was in high school, and my first experience with a man was when I was 21. Okay, that's fair. So, But... I want, I ask you that because, like, you know, because, again, my mom is who she is. And when we talk, she's like, yeah, when I was growing up, like, oral is what you did after you did sex. Like, that was extra. That was special. That was, like, that your, was like, like, that was naughty. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's like, man, yeah, you're like, you ate pussy that's and you sucked foreplay. it. That's the foreplay. Like, yeah. that's the warm up. You're warming up to it. But she's like, she's like, no, like, that was never something you just Which is do. A, number one is a terrible way to look at it. Oral sex it's is 70s. She got finger bang. That was it. Like, like in and of itself, it's enough. great by itself. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, but it's definitely but like saying like eight. it's the warm up negates the interactions between female female couples, yep, or male male couples who sure. don't, yep, or female male couples who get to that point and stop. Yep, those all count as sex. Yes. I know for myself, one of the most frustrating things when I talk to somebody and I talk about, okay, well, are you fluid bonded? What kind of protective mm-hmm. measures? So one of the things that really, really frustrates me when I'm talking to people about sexual health, whether it be someone I'm just chatting with casually or someone I'm actually chatting with as a potential partner, is when I talk to them about being fluid bonded and 
they're like, oh, no, 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 I don't. I'm like, okay, great. What kind of protections do you use for different types of sexual play? I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, Because you have, you know, in my book, or, well, and the CDC's book. Yes. Yes. Oral, vaginal, anal, Mm -hmm. are all... Those are all sex. Yes. I know growing up, it was, you know, penis and a vagina was sex. Mm-hmm. Everything with quotes. else. Everything but. Is everything what it else was. was just messing around. Everything mm-hmm. but. We did everything, everything but. Everything but. Up the butt. Oh, what? Yeah. Sorry, song. <laughs> you, I promise you'll get the song later. Um, but yeah, so we didn't get any information on how to be, you know, safe when you're doing anal play or when you're doing oral play, giving or receiving. Because guess what? Things can happen. Right. Yeah. So I sorry more more horror stories. Oh, um, I didn't know what fluid bonding was until I met my current partner, who is Polly, because that is a thing. Because not all partners arguably extra important. Yes. In that case. Um. So I learned about that then, but I didn't learn about like using contraceptives for oral or anything like that. And even when I did, like condoms were just to prevent pregnancy. I wasn't taught that they prevented mm. STDs. And so there were once I started birth control. After high school, I let my then boyfriend talk me into not using the condom because I didn't know that there was another risk associated with it. Which I think is a lack of education. So, according to the CDC's recent statistics, 85% of 18 to 44-year-olds are having oral sex at least once with a partner of the opposite. With opposite plumbing. I like that. Can I admit something that both of you might smack me for? But I've been with the same partner since learning about these things. I've never used any form of barrier while doing oral because I didn't know that there was an option for women. And I've only had three penis owner partners. You mean like you've never used a dental dam? Mm-mm. I didn't know it was a thing. Or wrap? Didn't know it was a thing. Um, I never well, used we'll condoms or an oral. Oh. We'll get to that. So um, for, the, for individuals aged... 15 to 19 year olds it's 41 percent it sounds so young but then i'm like i guess that was messing around then too i will absolutely admit that i was pressured into my first sexual interactions which were blowjobs and at the time that's not sex. It wasn't a sexual right right that's the out isn't it though Yeah. yeah but for everything including oral I'm going to level. I was never pressured for a blowjob. I think they thought I'd break it off. But I <laughs> know that that is a real problem. Yes. And not just for girls. And, you know, lots of genders get mm-hmm. bullied into that as a way of like, oh, if you really liked me, you would do, do it. it. We and won't it was get presented in trouble. As, and the thing is, is I was, you know, I was dating the guy. Right. I was interested. I had been flirting. Right. I had been being kind of sexually flirty with him. Well, you don't so need a cock tease. God forbid. Exactly. Oh, no. God forbid, you exactly. dirty tease. So... You know, I got pressured into it. Mm-hmm. It was also considered the safer option. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't, couldn't get pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get pregnant oh. if I swallow. Right. That was the, that was the. Problem. I also, until college, thought that you could get pregnant by swallowing sperm. You, you could get pregnant uh-huh. by swallowing sperm. Again. Because that's what grew the baby in your belly. Okay. Medically accurate. It's not required in Florida. Obviously not. Oh my God. You know, I'm glad. Okay, but we know sorry. that. We know now. Okay, that's not sorry. Right. I will let you continue. No, no, I just have so many like, sad horror stories. We know now, though, that's not correct, though. Okay, yes. Okay. yes. Just all okay. I care about. Okay. Well, oral does not generally lead <laughs> to, to pregnancy. pregnancy. 
it can lead to a lot of other things. Yes. So um, people don't realize that some of the same STDs and STIs that you're trying to protect against during during heteronormative penetrative sex or any penetrative sex Mm -hmm. also occurs... When it's the mouth being or doing the penetrating. Right, because your face is in the same place your other bits would have been. What's the difference? So some of the STIs that can be transmitted mm-hmm. are chlamydia, mm-hmm. gonorrhea, syphilis, oh, dangerous. herpes, HPV, mm-hmm. HIV, and hep A and B. This is not, you shouldn't play around with these. Nope. Um, now, I will say that the risk of HIV transference is low. Right. Considerably low compared to other STIs. Right. Like HPV, it, which it, is probably the more, going to be the more, most common one. Right. They're not necessarily, you know, completely out of the question. However, it's a significantly reduced risk. Mm-hmm. Um, things like gonorrhea, you can actually get that in your throat. Oh. Yes. A lot of these can be... Uh, you can receive the infection anally or orally. Mm-hmm. So throat, esophagus, the whole nine yards. Tonsils. Tonsils. Mm. Um, but you can also give it. So if somebody yeah. has it and they have unprotected oral sex with you, they can pass it back to... Someone else. Your bits. Mm-hmm. Whatever those bits may be. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these are also coming... Developing into antibiotic-resistant strains. Yep. Mm. So there is a antibiotic-resistant strain of oral gonorrhea. Oh, the super gonorrhea. Oh, the no. super gonorrhea. Which sounded like a joke when I first read about it. I was like, oh, God, this is serious. This oh. is a thing. It's a true it's thing. super, super serious. Don't joke about it. It's real. Um, again... What is that? Do you know off the top of your head, like, some of the long-term symptoms of gonorrhea? Is it back... It's bacterial, because it can normally be treated, but what are some of, like, the long-term... Do you know? Is it, like... Is it, like, cancerous, or just cause sores? Is it, like, syphilis? Does it kill you? You know, like... Um, so, I don't... Syphilis can kill you. Syphilis can kill you. I'm learning so much. Like, ancient medieval... Not ancient. I guess medieval skeletons with, like, pox scars all over. It's actually syphilis. All the way up to your brain... All the way up to the Victorian area. Yeah, okay. It was yeah, and like it's, flesh falling off. Okay. Oh, it can get bad. Um see the only thing we learned that could kill you was AIDS. There's a lot that could kill you. But Well Yeah. Well well, I mean, syphilis can be treated nowadays. But I'm saying untreated, it it could potentially mm-hmm. kill you. Um it was definitely a death sentence in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Gonorrhea in particular, mm-hmm. since you asked. Yeah. Uh, it can infect your throat, mm-hmm. your genitals, your urinary tract. Oh, no. Ooh, and the rectum. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Um, many gonorrhea infections don't have any symptoms. Okay. Some, and some of the others that I had listed earlier are asymptomatic. Are asymptomatic. <laughs> However, um, with gonorrhea, you can have discharge from your vagina or penis mm-hmm. or whatever the infected area is. Burning and swelling in the testicles and urinating, painful rectal discharges. If left untreated, you can spread it to others and it can create um, rashes and joint pains Mm. and create or produce a condition called disseminated gonococcal 
Gnocle? Gnocle. Gnocle infection. Okay. Gonical. Gonical? Gonical. Yeah. Yeah. Disseminated gonical infection. Uh, The heart can be affected and you can have life-threatening serious potential conditions. So so it's essentially like a super inflammatory kind of bacteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But could inflame things like your heart. Right. Yeah. The longer you leave it... Untreated. um, The more wild... Yeah. It can be passed on to babies during... Pregnancy. Pregnancy. Women can have it can create PID or atopic pregnancies where oh, they, within in the in the tubes it's in the, the tubes. fallopian tube instead. In men, it can call cause epididymitis, which is a oh on the epididymis. Yeah, oh. it's the the glands that start to swell mm-hmm. Ooh, and become really inflamed. Oh. It's really then the function's definitely going to be affected after that. Mm-hmm. And some of these are also can create the ability for an HIV transmission to increase. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of them seem to lower your resistance to HIV, right. and that's kind of like the thing yep. yeah. that I, I've researched as well. A bit. Yeah. Like, ooh. Um, so, yeah, when you're talking to people about, you know, you mentioned fluid bonding earlier. Yes. Fluid bonding is when you have exchanged bodily fluids. Saliva, with another vaginal, booty hole, penis hole. Yep. So that includes oral, that includes yes. fingering, that includes anal mm-hmm. or hand jobs. Like yeah. all of those things count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to someone and they say, oh yeah, no, I'm totally safe. Get them to clarify. Get them yeah. to clarify. Um, and if they're not willing to, you know what? You didn't have to fuck them anyway. Move mm-hmm. along. Move along. And honestly, it's not always because people are trying to be sneaky. Sometimes they just don't think about it. They don't know themselves they because they know. probably yeah. had this shitty public education and they thought they were good. And if they don't know or they don't want to share, but you like them and you want to. You could educate them. You could educate them. And you, you have your own risk profile and you can use protection and yep. you see how it goes. Yep. You can use protection. So if so you how are, can we protect ourselves, Mark? Have you got a bit on yes, that? I'm trying to transition you, but I don't want to rush. Yes, I'm transitioning. So... Oral protection for um, interacting with a penis. Okay. You can use a non-lubricated latex condom. Better for oral, I think, because sometimes lube is disgusting. Mm-hmm. These are oral specific. Oh, because you're These little, are oral that's right, that's specific. Right, that's right. That's right. You got contraceptive. it. Contraceptive. Yes. So yes, uh, the lube tends to taste <laughs> super nasty. Even the fl- a also flavored condoms. How dare you? Do not put them in your vagina. No, please. Or your ass. No. You can suck it. They're gross, but you can. But don't put it in anywhere else. Your butt. Please don't. Or your pussy. It's not fun as a vagina owner when you grab something in the dark and you're halfway through having sex and you're like, why does it smell like cotton candy? And then you have a really bad infection for like a week and a half afterwards. Definitely not from personal experience, but just as a warning. Just as a general <laughs> warning. So, yeah, so lubricated condoms. Um, if you have a partner who is allergic to latex, ah yes, good call. Um, you can use polyurethane condoms. Okay. Um, you just like have a rubber substitute. Is it? Yeah, it's like a a plasticky rubber. It's okay. a flexible plastic. Okay. Um, but it doesn't contain latex. Okay. You do have to double check to make sure that it is not um, powdered in latex. Or that the lube does not have latex oh. in it. These will it be marked latex-free if it is truly latex-free? N- not Nobody. necessarily. You actually have to do a little bit of research. Oh, I found okay. this out because my alpha has is, a latex allergy. Yeah. Has a latex allergy, uh, and he was telling me that a lot of the latex-free condoms mm-hmm. 
while the condom itself is latex free, everything else the around lube it. isn't because no. it keeps it from sticking. <laughs> they mm. put a little of the powder. I know it's dumb. It's super dumb. It's also why latex free band aids are actually also not latex free because the adhesive. And you're because, in, in America. You don't. You have lambskin. Do you use lambskin? Uh, they do have lambskin. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if, they, if it has the same problem of having the loop. Yeah, the loop having latex in it. Um, if you are having oral on a vagina mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or an anus, true, true. Um, because I love me some licking ass. Oh, like, some let me let me dig right in there. We'll talk later. <laughs> that's okay. not that is not Caitlin's thing. I don't but, like tongues. Uh, you have like tongues. Maybe that's your like butts. You don't like tongues. I don't like. Well, yeah. You don't like either. You, you also have a very tiny tongue. I have an incredible. You don't long have to tongue. like it. That's the beauty of it. Though. I know. Yeah, you're very sweet about it. You know, she and I will just be the anal sluts, and you can just be like, "No thanks, not for me." I'll yeah. watch. You might watch uh, though. Yes, you watch. Okay. So I enjoy receiving and giving. Mm-hmm. Good, good stuff all around, as long Switching. as they're prepped and um, right. tidy your shit. So literally. literally. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so first, uh, if you're going to be doing anal oral mm-hmm. or anal play, mm-hmm. um, consider talking to your primary care physician about the hepatitis A yes. vaccine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I actually didn't realize that I had not received it when I got all of my other vaccines as a oh, kid. Mm-hmm. So I had to do it as an adult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Next week or next month, I'll be going in for your part booster? two. It's your a, booster? It's a two part shot. Yeah. Oh. Um, Hold Go up, ahead. Go Hold ahead. Up. And then uh, beyond getting uh, vaccinated, vaccine, you can use dental dams. Mm-hmm. They're just a thin, flexible sheet. It's a little square. It's a little, a little square. square. They come in fun colors. It's fun. Um, you can use that. You can also use, which I love. Me, I'm a DIY girl. I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say. No, that's number two. Damn it. I'm ready. In condoms. Yes. In condoms. Internal so condoms. In so... When people think of condoms, mm-hmm. at least in the U.S., right, ninety-nine point nine percent of what we think of is the thing that slides over a penis or dildo. Right. Mm-hmm. That is not the only type of condom out there. It is not. They have internal condoms yes. or in condoms instead mm-hmm. of on condoms, and what those do is they set into wherever the space. you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really like those because um, they're basically thin sheet of plasticky material, but it's not. Gross. It's like right, right. Um, with two rings, a smaller ring and a larger ring. Mm-hmm. The smaller ring goes into the orifice that it's that you're going in. into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very flexible. It's very soft. It just slides right in. Yep. The outside covers the external opening of that same hole. Right. So you can like get up, go in you there, know, all up into Chowtown, and, and not, not worry about getting your face in anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it works just as well in the butt. Yes. You can slide the smaller end again. You slide it into the orifice. Mm-hmm. It'll settle. And then you can do all of your right. your dirty work on the outside. And it's not a It's problem. not noticeable internally as well as not. No. 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 It's a very soft, flexible yeah. piece. It's not noticeable. It's not going to feel weird in there. In any, any of your, well, maybe in your mouth. You'd notice it a little in your mouth. But you're not really going to feel it if you have a vagina or you're putting it in your, in your is it and then, anus or rectum? Anus is the hole, is it? Or rectum yeah. is, the, is a bit, yeah. English is hard. They know it when In you your ass. There we go. We're trying to use medically correct terms, but at some point, you know where it's going. Um, 
the the one that you were thinking of. Ah, yes, please which is tell also me. Also on my list. I love this one. Um, which is this uh, is like Thursday night. And you're in between like her mom's coming home. So you're like, quick, get in the kitchen. <laughs> Sounds like good old fashioned cellophane. Yeah. Um, some people call it cling wrap. Yep. Uh, you can take, again, it's a very thin, squishy piece of and plastic. It is CDC approved. It is CDC approved. It is literally on their list. It is. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just rip yourself off a sheet that's big enough to just hold that shit in place and go and to town. Go to town. Uh, we'll show you. Also, in a pinch, you can and you don't get licked. I was really. about to say. I was like, I, hold on. I wonder if that would exchi- like change my entire oral experience because I wouldn't have if the we tongue on me. We her pussy in the nectar because she then she wouldn't feel the tongue. Yeah, we could. It'll be we, bondage. We, we're and interrupting oral. again. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, the last one was gonna be if you don't have if you are in a spot where you can't get an in condom or a dental, a dental dam. dam or a piece of cellophane, you can use. A condom. Oh, I was going to say rubber glove, but yes. <laughs> you can also use a rubber glove. Now a condom would be better, yeah. Uh, if you use a condom, same, the non-lubricated latex condom, you can cut it up the side hmm. and open, open it, it up. up. There it is. And oh, there you go. That's smart. If you, have a, if you have a nitrile glove, mm-hmm. you can do the same kind of thing. Yep. Cut it up the thumb hole. Yes, thumb hole. And then it opens up like and, a flap. Yep. Yeah. And then it opens up like a butterfly. Yeah, and you can good. like... Then you have like whole. Then you can thumbs. put it as a hole too, yeah, because you can use the finger as an in condom. You can use the finger hole. Yep. So you're welcome for that. Yep. Yeah. That was good. That was a good tip. If you know that tongues can go inside. Uh, if you, <laughs> you were. Do now. If, if you were unaware. If you uh, are in an area and you're lucky enough to have access to somewhere like um, the state health department mm-hmm. or Planned Parenthood. Right. You can go to them and they will give you free yes. contraceptives. Just ask them. They'll give it. They're usually in buckets. You don't even have to ask. You just walk in, put them in a bag, and walk out. You don't have to talk to anybody. So if you're shy or embarrassed, they don't need to know. Yep. And they don't care. They're like, oh, have a good day. <laughs> Speaking of vaginas and dental dams. Yes. You've got everything covered. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I don't want to cut you off. No, no. Um, let's talk about loving ladies. I do love, love ladies. some ladies. Specifically, let's talk about loving vagina owners. That's kind of our focus yes. out here. There is woefully little certified scientific research about um, the risk-reductive practices for vagina-owning people that are also having sex with other vagina-owning people. It's difficult. Now, most of the research that exists specifically is about lesbians. WSW is going to be kind of our all-encompassed turn for if you own a vagina and you are engaging with someone who has a vagina. Whether you're lesbian, or you're trans, or you're bisexual, or pansexual, or even if you're just curious, you're technically straight, but you you dabbled. Whatever the case, if it's a vagina, talking to a vagina. That's kind of where we're at, so let me just preface that. We already talked about our dental dams. Mm -hmm. We talked about our saran wrap, or our our, um, cling wrap, what have you. Um, Using condoms on sex toys, anything that's insertable, if they're being shared, change the condom out. These are all great preventative measures. And That's gloves. the other reason I love in condoms. Because I can fuck one hole and then pull it out and fuck another hole. And it's fine! And it's fine! Because they're both they're protected. Exactly. Um, also gloves. Not just for us who like to have long nails and play with other vaginas. Um, it is a form of barrier protection that is important because even if you have very short nails, 
whatever can get in the skin. And some of these, especially if you have a cut or something like that, if you have any kind of bloodborne pathogens, now you have the risk of transmitting it. That kind of shit. Is and if you have hangnails <laughs> yeah, or ouch. a scratch, those are all entry points for STIs. Yes. Absolutely. So let me see. Mm, yes. Also, according to research that was curated by the CDC, most self-identified WSW have also had sex with penis owners in the past year, and about 84% of them said they will are likely to continue that practice. Um, so like any game of chance, the more players that are in there, the more likely there is some uh, for contraction of something, which is why a lot of these practices are so important. It's also why communicating with your partners mm-hmm. and being upfront with your partners is so important. Yes. Because it's not just you and them, it's you, them, and anyone they've been with and anyone you've been with. Yes. you got to keep that in mind moving forward. The vagina is a little bit of a biosphere, okay? It's not fair, but some particular STIs are just more likely, more easily contracted when you have internal reproductive organs and when you have external reproductive organs. Unfortunately, that is just our, our lot in life for as vagina owners. Um, got to use our protection for, like I said, oral, vaginal, anal, everything. Uh, so I thought we'd just talk about three of the primary ones that are typically STIs that are typically associated with vagina owners. Um, not only vagina owners can get them; any any plumbing set can contract these. It's just typically associated because of the ecosystems that we have. They're more likely to incubate. So our first one on the list is actually the human papillomavirus, which we dabbled on mm-hmm. a bit earlier, which is HPV. Um, the other one is bacterial vaginosis, known as BV, and trichomyiasis. Yep. Which is just trick for short, because fuck that word, it's difficult. Then we have all the usual suspects that I'm like already talked on, but those three we're going to touch on. So trick is pretty common, it's actually the most commonly treated STI in the world. Yep. It's a protozoa parasite. Most people that have it never experience any symptoms, nope. it doesn't do anything, it's just chilling. There is a small percentage of people that experience symptoms with it. Burning, itching, irritation, pain, the same bits. Um, 3.7 million people in the U.S. alone have this little bugger. Yep. Uh, it can be treated, though, so it's not a really, really big deal. Bacterial vaginosis is the other one that's a big one, but that's not actually an STI. It's really an imbalance in your pH scale. So bacterias are full uh, bacterias. Vaginas are full of bacterial flora. That's normal. Uh, it's very acidic environment. Uh, we have a lot of good bacteria that keeps bad bacteria from getting in because obviously your body is like, oh, I'm here to reproduce, so I need to protect myself. That's what our army of flora is for. Sometimes get out of whack. But actually, um, research scientists are not actually sure the role sex plays in BV because yeah. 25% of people that have it actually don't have sex at all. So... I don't know about for that, but I know for me personally, because I have had all three. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> remember that uh, lack in sexual education? And remember um, that 30% of Americans at all times have at least one of these. So. Yes. Um, I just happened to get the trifecta. Um, and so uh, what it was explained to me, because at the time I had been using condoms, and so what they said is right. that there are actually condoms that can, the lubrication can... Fox with cause and it fucks with your pH. pH, and that can actually cause bacterial mm-hmm. vaginosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. 80, CDC states that 84% of people with BV actually have no symptoms at all. Nope. It's just a disbalance. So you might notice, like, you should look out for things if you're a vagina owner for ex- 
changes in your scent. Look, we all, look, I'm not saying you're at home sniffing your own panties, but you're aware of your body's own odor. If there's a sudden and severe change, might want to see a doctor. Any kind of pain, discomfort, obviously know that. Discharge, we know changes depending on what kind of hormones we're mm-hmm. having. What time of the time month it is. But this is why it's important to pay attention to yourself. So you're aware like, oh, it's usually clear, but now it's white and creamy. But oh, it's because it's close to my menstruation. Figure that out so you have a better understanding. And then you can get that stuff treated. They have medication for BV, but it's really only in severe cases. In most cases, it's going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. If you're a penis owner, you can contract bacterial vaginosis. They're not going to treat you. It's going to clear up in a couple days because there's not the same environment keeping it alive. And it'll literally just die off your dick. That's not really a better way to put that. Just gonna... Your dick doesn't die off. No, the dick no, doesn't die the, off. The, the, the bacterial the dies, off. dies off. That would be terrifying. Oh, That's all I thought of when you said that. I was like, oh, the dick doesn't the, fall off. No, the dick doesn't like, fall off. They're splashing back to Mean Girls. If you have sex, you will get chlamydia and you will die. die. The bacteria will fall off your dick. And actually, like again, because people don't really know what causes it, 25% of all pregnant women in the US will have a case of BV at some mm-hmm. point just because... The hormones are crazy and things are changing, so it's not a death sentence by any means. It's really an imbalance in that case. Also, um, stop douching your vaginas. Please. I don't know when... Wait, the... is that bad? Yes. yes. I've never done it, but it's one of those... It's, it, it's bad because your vagina is self-cleaning. Okay, the vagina is going to clean itself out. You should wash your vulva, like the folds, and you should tidy it, you know, because it's sweaty. You should clean it so you don't get, like, you know, ingrown hairs or sores and things like that. The inside, the actual canal, the vagina part mm-hmm. of your vulva, it doesn't need your help. Okay. It well, should not smell summer field fresh. No, that's not what a vagina smells like. It doesn't have to smell like a fish market. That's not good either. But it smells like a vagina. I don't know what to say. It smells like pussy. You know, it, now, if your doctor has recommended that as a treatment for something like an imbalance or something. Doctor orders a different. Totally different but than as just a like grabbing Vanity that. thing. Don't don't buy those weird vinegar douches. You don't I need had it. An, I had an ex who insisted that every woman he had ever had sex with did it and could not believe that I wouldn't and then stopped having oral sex with me. And I was like, okay. We're done because this is just what a vagina is. I made other poor decisions in that relationship. That's fine. That's but fine. Uh, that fine. is one that I stood firmly on that, no, I am not going you. to douche myself Absolutely. because you are a douche. Exactly. So one of the things I did find was discrepancy among our people of color. So okay. our brothers, sisters, and siblings of color. Uh, 51% of African Americans typically have a BV problem. Uh, it's up to 32% with Hispanics. And with white folks, it's only 23%. So that has nothing to do with them as people. That is just statistical discrepancy. Is common for our siblings of color because they're routinely underserviced by our healthcare industry due to systemized racism and mm-hmm. um, economic inequality. Uh, so don't get any wise ideas about that. Um, it'll write itself, no problem. If you are pregnant and you find yourself diagnosed with a case of BV, it should be treated because actually in the long term it can cause low birth rate mm-hmm. and early premature birth if it's not if it's not kept in check. So that's the only real risk for that. Um, and the fishy smell, uh, which is just unpleasant. But... Last one we're going to talk about is HPV, which again, super common. Um, there's several types of HPV ranging from asymptomatic, where mm-hmm. you don't even know you have it. Yep. You can go your whole life and never know unless you're tested for it, 
to HPV that causes genital warts all the way up to the cancer-causing kind, mm-hmm. which is obviously the, the, the naughty kind to get. Um, most symptoms can take up to years to manifest. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to pinpoint where you picked it up from, yeah. who you picked it up from, how you got it. So it does make it more difficult to manage. Now, it is viral, so there's no treatment for it. It's just about kind of using preventative measures on spreading it. Yep. Um, the HPV that causes cervical cancer can also cause cancer of the vulva, the vagina, the penis, anus, throat, tongue, and tonsils, depending on how it gets contracted. Mm-hmm. You got to thought, darling. Um, We're going to talk about vaccines, too. Were you vaccinated for it? So. I'm um, ready. Okay. Can I kickstart your vaccine conversation? Kickstart kick the vaccine. So, um, my mom opted out of my vaccine after I had had my first round. At the time, it was a three-part vaccine. She didn't finish your series. She didn't finish my series. Um, because at the time it was a very big controversy on if it was good, if it was bad. Um, start the like, series. You might as well start, finish it. Okay. And so then when I did finally Lack start education, when I did finally start going to the gyno at the uh, very old age of twenty, um, I they had asked and she had finally told me like no I hadn't and so we started again and they were under the impression that they had the two part vaccine now. Okay. The clinic actually only had the three-part vaccine. So I finished my two-part vaccine. So and never got the two, third. But you never got your finish. Because they were on... I got called a year later saying that they had messed it up. And that... So you um, messed up at, by that time, By that time, I had already... Before I had my second dose of the vaccine, I had been diagnosed with HPV. All right. But, and so... But they had advised that I finish it out because if you have strains. one form of HPV, the vaccine can still protect you against the, the other strains. Mm-hmm. I think it's mainly for the cancer-causing kind, if I'm totally honest. And for, uh, you know, because there are several strains of it, Mm -hmm. some of them that don't really cause symptoms. So you were fucked up on twice. I was fucked up on twice. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say that there is a vaccine. It's a multi-series. It's available for anyone under the age of 26. Recommended 11 and 12. That is any gender. Yes. Should get it. Yes. Because any plumbing can be affected by it. Um, Obviously, if you don't have a vagina, you can't get cervical cancer. But as we just said... You can still get cancer in your other bits. Yes. So it's definitely something that you should do. Now, if you're over 26 and you're not vaccinated, again, it's viral, so there's no treatment for it if you do contract it. It's just about using barriers to kind of mitigate the risk and having those honest conversations with your partner. It's also why you should get tested regularly. Yes. So I don't know what the testing protocol is now when i was diagnosed with it i was mm-hmm. told that there would have been no way to, for me to tell you have to be in an active outbreak in order for them to even test for it it depends you have to get there's a specific screening for hpv that is separate from other uh std testing there's a specific screening mm-hmm. for it it's not part of the standard like when you go get your testing yeah. done hpv is not included yes so you have to ask for it it is an additional type of screening for me it was included actually in your did you get a in, huh. In your blood tests. My gyno. Okay, no, but you got so, the... I got the yeah. swab. We're going to talk yeah. just now about that, actually. The swab, why it's important to get our swabs. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just... I'm a little confused now because... So, when I went... Did you I have was, a... This was also... I will say this was also over a decade ago when I yeah. did, the, did the initial tests. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And things have changed because when I was... When the vaccine was just coming out... Mm-hmm. 
I was already way too old to remotely get it. Yeah. Because right? at the time, it only went up to like 22 or 23. Yeah. Yeah. They just recently, like the past two years, increased the age range. Yeah. But when our partner went to get tested mm-hmm. after I went, they said that they could not test him for it unless he actually developed genital warts. That's because he has a penis. Okay. You are a vagina owner. Okay. So yours will be different. So when See, you, the more you know. When, yeah, exactly. So normally when you go to a pap smear, and which is, we'll, we'll just skip ahead to that. It's so. getting... If you're a vagina owner, please get regular exams. There's some new research out. It used to be everyone just goes once a year after 21. You go mm-hmm. once a year till you're 65. End of the story. Um, if you have normal pap smear results, they're saying you only have to come back every three years. Uh, go back yearly. You don't know. Because also, you're going back yearly. You're getting a breast exam as well normally. Um, and you're testing for things. This You're getting the swipe for things like HPV that you might not get in a regular blood exam, like if you just go to STI clinic, like for regular testing. Um, also, if you are on birth control, like through oral birth control, or in my case, I have an IUD, doctor should check on that, see everything going is fine. Um, and also, it's covered by most insurances, including... Currently in the U.S., government-provided insurance, the Affordable Care Act covers once yearly exam. You're already paying for it. You might as well go and get your exam. If you have abnormal results, Mm -hmm. so HPV or you have an inverted cervix or something crazy like that, whatever, definitely go once a year because obviously you have some kind of necessity need. But talk to your doctor. Get to know your doctor. Let your doctor get to know you. Every vagina owner is going to have a different experience. They have different needs. They have different concerns. So it's important that you see a doctor so they can help you address those concerns. Now, as a vagina owner, mm-hmm. I do my gyno appointment once a year. Yep. And I have an IUD as well. Right. So we go in. They tell me what time my clock, my string mm-hmm. is pointing at. Mm-hmm. It's like the joke. So I know How it's where going. it is. Right, exactly. We do a breast exam. Right. We also do the swabs and things like that. Yeah. I do, I, I spring, I pay extra for the full panel when I'm there. Yeah, I do the whole thing. Yeah. Now, I also do quarterly testing. It doesn't for, include... For STI, yeah. For STI. Me as well. Um, because I... I have multiple partners. have multiple partners who have multiple partners. And I... And in, I have risky play in the BDSM world. Right. Um, you know, poking things in my skin. Exactly. <laughs> Highly um, recommend quarterly testing yes. for everyone, just to normalize it, to be honest. And even if you're in a monogamous relationship, it's still a good idea. Just for the habit. Just the habit. If you do come across anyone else you play with, if there's an accident. Yeah, Mm -hmm. accidents happen. And something happens, if your partner is unfaithful, and yes, I know lots of people out there are going to say, oh, but my partner will always be faithful. (laughs) How do you think I contracted mine? I was in a monogamous relationship at the time. Right. So um, do yourself a favor. Do it. Get tested. You know, you can go to clinic, free clinics. You can go to places like Parenthood that are on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. If you have insurance, mm-hmm. um, I know I get my scripts for it all from my primary care physician. Yeah, you can do that too. My primary actually is the one that sends out the scripts for me to do my blood work. Thank and you. I do chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, syphilis, HIV, mm-hmm. and HEP. Yeah. Every three months. Yeah. I do the full panel as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of the fact, like, I if I even if I haven't had any any intercourse of any type, the, it, habit, I still get it done. Absolutely, because some of these 
you know, some of these STIs can linger in your system. Mm-hmm. It's, as it's we like, talked about, it could take years. Sometimes. They're not going to pop up. So right. even if I haven't had sex outside of my partner or out or period mm-hmm. in a year, I'm still going every three every months months. to get that. Yeah. And then I have a screenshot of that saved onto my phone. So I can present so it. So I can present it to people. Here's my more recent thing. Yeah. So we're a lot more, uh, uh, what'd you say? mindful of that but um i personally think it should be the norm for everybody i think it's super sexy because it also it says what it says to me is you care about me also you care about yourself yeah that's important like and you care about the other people that i'm involved with yeah because you care I i think it should be a normalized thing where everybody just gets it done and it's just routine shit and it doesn't become like a weird thing like i don't want like and i'll be level with you i i i usually get my testing done at planned parenthood because they're pretty good but even they're like, oh, you're back? I'm like, I'm here every three months. Why are you surprised? I'm here every three months. You know they're probably mean? just picking on you. No, I sure. Oh, well, because also my nurse there, she's also a biker. So she's always, she got like yeah. this. She's like, hey, girl, that's how you drive up. Because they got the cameras because they're crazy. Right. Because you know, so like, they have to be. Yeah. yeah. So she's um, like, hey, guys. Also, if you get a negative result, it is not the end of the world. Right. A lot of these illnesses are treatable. A lot of them are yeah. bacterial. You can get a shot in your butt and go home. Yep. Um... And, and then abstain from for a week for or so. For the waiting yeah, period. Like, you know. and, then, and even if it's something more serious like HIV, mm-hmm. one... It is no longer a death sentence. It's no longer a death sentence. If you do not have HIV, but you are in a high-risk group, you're a person of color, mm-hmm. you're gay, mm-hmm. you're... What are the other ones? Oh, um, kinky sex, yep. things like that. Um, certain groups of health workers yep. where there's a higher chance of coming in contact with someone who has, mm-hmm. um, then you can take what's called PrEP, mm-hmm. pre-exposure prophylactic. The pandemic broke out and they canceled my appointments after waiting until the morning because I was like, I Friday? Know. I know because I was like, oh, for Friday? And it was like, like, what was it? Yeah, Two months yeah. ago now? And then they're like, oh, only emergency. I was like, well, this is obviously not an emergency. I guess I'll wait. Um, but so PrEP, it's a once a day pill. Mm-hmm. And it helps prevent the contraction, in, contraction of HIV. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you do contract HIV, you can go on medications. It might take a while to like figure out the exact balance right. that you'll need. Everybody is different. Every viral infection is a little bit different. Different. Yeah. Um, but there are medications that you can Absolutely. take mm-hmm. that can bring your viral loads down to where they become undetectable. And undetectable is untransmittable Ta-da! so if you have hiv and you are undetectable you are the risk of you passing hiv on to someone else is non-existent essentially yeah essentially non-existent it's millifractions of right um so there are things to prevent as well as take care of these problems if you go in and get tested right if you don't go in and get tested... You're not going to know. You're not going to know. And you're going to put all of those people that you either care about or had one night flings with or whatever, you know, your best friend with benefits. Right. You're putting them all at risk. As well as yourself. Because yeah. some of these have really nasty side effects. Yeah. Untreated. Very dangerous. When they're untreated. Mm-hmm. Don't be a twat. Get treated. So how do you guys approach the conversation of, oh, you, hey, how's your before, health going? Before sex or before play? Both. Um... Both, kind of in general. Um, for sex, I'm very upfront. I guess I'm very upfront in both cases. For sex, I'm very upfront. I, I let people know that people I'm going to be involved with, I let say, I 
I like to use safe sex. I like to, I need, um, I do quarterly testing. What's your status? It's kind of the conversation. Um, you have to kind of either get a receipt or take the word for it, whatever you, whatever you feel. And for play as well, um, if I'm going to do a play that might, play scene that might involve, that has the potential to involve bodily fluids like blood or uh, sexual fluids or, you know, saliva even sometimes, um, definitely a similar conversation. I have a bottoming interest form that people fill out initially if they mark that they're interested in biohazard play, which is what just what I call it because it is, mm-hmm. I will bring up those additional questions like when was your last screening, blah, blah, blah. You know, do you have any things I should know about and this kind of thing. And in those cases, I need proof. I don't take your word for it. In those cases, I'm like, no, if I'm going to cut you open, I need to know if you got any bloodborne pathogens that I need to worry about. Additionally, I'm going to use, I use gloves and barriers in those cases as well because I'm not blood bonded with anyone I play with personally. Yeah. Oh, everyone's looking at me. Because you're just... You're the next one oh, in the okay. circle. Um, <laughs> so I, as stated earlier, um, I'm very new to the sexual health conversations mm-hmm. happening. Um, and so our current partner, who has been my partner for the past almost three years. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you're young. I know that seems like a lot, but you're young. And, <laughs> um, almost three years. And so we... We had the conversation. Um, looking back, I probably should have required paperwork, but I didn't. Um, but you live and you learn. It was my first time actually having the conversation. Which in itself is a big um, step, so is, I congratulate you on And that. so um, at the time, I was actively being tested for what I knew you could be tested for. I did not know um, until meeting you, fine ladies, that uh, quarterly testing was a thing. Um, more you know. More you know. Um, and so, but I actually, I got diagnosed with HPV after entering the relationship. Okay. And so that in and of itself was a very, very hard conversation for me, but I still had it the day of. And we've had a number of conversations within this realm. We use protection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? We work gloves with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to saran wrap your ass too. I mean, I already threatened a saran wrapper I, to put the dildo on so I could come on. Can we each get a leg? Can we each get a leg? Can we each... We got two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Before she's got to go home. Before, like, my, car, my car turns into a pumpkin again at midnight, y'all. Oh so, my gosh! I, I think feel we, like I, on that note, we covered a lot. We covered a lot, and like, and like, um, Mark mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this is not the end all, be all by any stretch of the imagination for sexual wellness, no. sexual health, or sexual education. We will be revisiting this in a few episodes with like part two, yes. maybe some different categories. We did yes. ladies or vagina owners. Maybe we'll do penis owners next time. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We but might, but. we'll do we'll do a number of conversations on this. This will be an ongoing conversation because Absolutely. just as the it research. should be with your partners. Get uh, tested <laughs> and talk to your to fucking partners, your literal fucking partners, because you are fucking them. <laughs> and remember, trouble, trouble comes, comes in threes. threes and get fucked. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs>